You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we're doing some Q&A. We are answering questions that are coming through to my email, trip at tripadvice.com. I have a lot of guys who email me questions, and there are some really good questions. That's why I really like answering your questions here on the podcast. If you have a question that you need answered, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. And if it is a good one, what is a good question? One that is specific, one that tells a story of something that's going on with you and is not a generic question such as, how do you flirt with women? How do you meet women? How do you get women interested in you? Those questions are answered and are great questions, but they're answered here on the podcast in several different episodes. So I'd like to take your specific situations and answer them here on the podcast, which is what we are going to do right now. Should we jump into it? Let's do it. All right, this one came in in December. It looks like I'm doing pretty good here. I'm catching up. It says, the Hooked program is great. Prior to this, I read the book, watched the YouTube channel, listened to the podcast. Wow, he really did it all. He says, for me in particular, the eye contact stuff along with the openers are a real game changer for me. I used to wait to meet women, but now I just meet them on the street. I have two questions from past experience that I was curious about. One, after sex, I've had moments where girls ask, what are you thinking? The answer is nothing in the moment, which is true, but appears unsatisfying to them. Is there something better to say? Two, what to say when girls ask how many people you've slept with? I go on a little rant about how women aren't numbers to me, so I don't count. In your opinion, is there a better answer here? If this ends up on the podcast or something like to not share my name, but any advice would be great because so far all the advice you've given has been spot on and really helpful. Thanks, D. Okay, D, great questions. Real great questions. First of all, your first question, after sex, I've had moments where girls ask, what are you thinking? So I think that your answer is just fine. It's kind of a shit test in a way. They're testing you to see if they're thinking... They're basically looking for a reassurance. They want to know that you really enjoyed the sex, that you like them, that you're falling in love with them. They want all this, but you're probably not thinking that. And also, there's just some neediness there. I just wouldn't play into that. So you're saying that there's nothing in the moment. I would say that's probably fine as a default, or you can just be clever and you can tease them and you can say, you know what, probably that I just really, really want a bite of steak right now. You know, or something that is just jokey and you tease them a little bit, but then you pull them in for a kiss. That is so powerful right there. So don't be giving them all this attention that they're seeking. I think that when you give a woman too much reassurance that she could end up possibly, I know this sounds game playing, but possibly start to feel like she's getting your attention and we want her to chase you a little bit. We want her to keep up that chase. So we don't want to sit there giving her all these compliments like, oh, I'm just thinking about how amazing the sex was and it was so good and I can't wait to do it again. No. Now, I'm not saying be a dick. You don't have to do the opposite and say, oh, I'm just thinking how bad that sex was and I never want to have it again. Although you could say that playfully. You could say, oh, you know what? I'm just thinking oh, that was just like the worst sex I've ever had. And you say that with a big smile and then you pull her in for a kiss. Right? Obviously, you're joking. But anything where I think you're joking 
and you're having a good time. It allows her to chase you more. And I know that sounds gamey, but that's what women want. They want to continue to chase you. Okay? So that's what I would say for number one. Question number two. What do you say when girls ask how many people you've slept with? And I like what you said here, that you're going a little rant about how women are at numbers to me. Absolutely, you do not want to be telling a woman how many people you've slept with. There's no reason. I can't find any reason, any good reason, why you would ever want to tell a woman how many people you slept with. What does that have to do with anything? What does that matter? I don't think that information needs to be said. And I would hate for it to be used against you. I'll be honest. I told girlfriends in the past, and there was one time where it was used against me. And I did not like that. It was... It was it was terrible, and I would and I didn't do that back to her. Just didn't like that. I just think there's no reason. And by the way, if a girl gets upset by that, and for some reason it gets so intense to the point where she actually leaves because of that or doesn't want to be with you anymore, then goodbye. That girl is not a good person to be with. It's insane. So don't be scared. Some people are scared, like, oh well, I want to answer a question. What if she gets mad? Or what if she doesn't want to be with me anymore? Uh, so be it. Then goodbye. That's ridiculous if that were to go that way. So what my point is, is you have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose by talking to a girl and letting her know that you're not going to answer that question. So I think that if a girl asks you that, just say, you know what? I think that's just information that's better left unshared. And then you can just move on to another topic. I do like, though, you said that you're going a little rant about how women are in numbers to me. So you can say, I don't know. I don't keep count of that sort of thing. You can say that. And by the way, I should tell you guys, don't keep count. It's dumb. You keep count of how many women you slept with. What does that even mean? It's this weird number. Are you trying to achieve a goal of like 100? And then what? Do you get a trophy? Are you trying to build your confidence through how many women you slept with? If you're doing that, you're looking for external validation. So don't count how many women you've slept with. Don't even try to count. Just enjoy the women that you're with and the women that you're dating and whatever that number may be at the end of the day where you are no longer on this earth. Well, that's the number. Don't count. I think that is a loser mentality. D, thank you for asking your question here. It was a great question. I'm glad that the Hooked program is working for you. I'm glad that Magnetic is working for you and the YouTube channel and the podcast. Looks like you've just taken a deep dive into the TripAdvice universe and it's gotten you results. So that's awesome. Guys, for you, if you want to get access to the Hooked program, which is my course on meeting women and attraction, you can check it out, getherhook.com. I'll put that link in the show notes per usual and my book, Magnetic, which is on Amazon, which you can check out as well. D, you're the man. Okay, here's a little bit of a longer one, but let's dive in. This is from Giuliano. Okay, hi Trip. I've been following your YouTube videos, which I find very interesting. I've only recently discovered your podcasts and thought of submitting my enigmatic case with a question mark. I'm 67 years old now and retired. In 2015, I started in a relationship that lasted for about two and a half years with a hot Sicilian brunette who's 10 years younger. I seem to have lost the upper hand with her, probably because I must have appeared too needy, putting her on a pedestal. At the time, she used to say her intimacy was magic and felt very womanly with me. 
But after about 18 months, she admitted she was not in love with me anymore. Strangely, the only thing she could say she was unhappy with me is that I am not at ease in social gathering. I am indeed a bit shy, and she's very social, and appearances are very important to her. After many breakups and restarts, we definitely broke up, and eventually she started a relationship with another guy. She recently got back to me when she had decided to split from the new guy. She explained the key issues with her new relationship. The guy is not particularly handsome, and basically, he seems to have the typical bad boy behaviors, i.e. putting her down, never giving any presents, never compliments about her beauty or the contrary, i.e. referring and complimenting other blonde women. What is unbelievable is that the guy is actually very lousy in bed and can't get it up easily. He's about my age. In our discussions, she criticized him at length about many things, but she recently went back to him. So on one hand, a nice, perfect guy, an excellent lover, she says so, and on the other hand, a bad boy who's lousy in bed and has lousy values, she said so herself. And the bad boy still wins? It doesn't make sense, right? Kind regards, Giuliano. No, it does make sense. This is a complicated situation. This isn't very black and white of bad boy and nice guy. Okay. So let's talk about you for a second. I want to go to you. You had this issue that it seems to be that you were not good in social situations and she loved and thrived in social situations. I do think that there is a big mismatch there. I think that because you guys were mismatched with the sense that you were shy and she was not, I think that lowers your value a little bit and just makes you not as confident and appears a little bit weak. So even though you guys had magic and all this stuff, it sounds like after 18 months of being together, which by the way, that is right around the time when the honeymoon phase starts to go away, there is nothing that was keeping her in and sucking her in. I also think, and I don't think this is for all women, although there's a lot of people out there who say it is, but I don't think all women would necessarily do that. I think now that we have some good data here in terms of the guy she went with, it seems like she probably has some kind of like daddy issues and really just believes that she should be with a guy that treats her like crap. So I don't think that you need to be that guy or and I don't want to turn anyone into a guy who's going to treat a woman like crap. I think that is the bad thing to do. Even though you lost here, I think you actually, on a positive note, lost a girl that probably wasn't going to be a good fit ever for you. She went with the bad boy, the guy who's lousy in bed, has lousy values, the guy who does do these things like putting her down, never compliments her, now, I do say to guys, you should not be complimenting a woman or overly complimenting a woman. And I do say you should not be giving presents. And it sounds like this guy doesn't do that. So I think some of these things we can take from the bad boy. But also, I think he was doing it on such a level where it seems like he was attracting the kind of girl who just really gets sucked in by this because she has low self-esteem. That's what I would say. I would say she probably has very low self-esteem to stick around with a guy who's that bad. He seems to be all the way on the other end of the spectrum. So she's having her moment with the bad boy and she didn't get that with you. So I'm kind of, I feel like I'm all over the place here. I'm just kind of dissecting it all. But yes, this bad boy will still win certain women. I don't think the bad boy in this situation, because he's pretty on that bad boy spectrum with, the, with his actions, I don't think that guy will win all the time. But let's talk about you 
And let's forget about this guy for a second. We want to turn you into a guy that does have some of these bad boy traits. You do want some of these bad boy traits. Okay. Not all of these, right? You, if you want to be the ultimate person here, let me just craft the ultimate guy for you here, Giuliano. The ultimate guy, okay, what he is going to be is he's going to be a guy who doesn't get her presents often. So again, you get her birthday present, that's fine. You get her another gift once throughout the year, that's fine. But you shouldn't be doing it that much. I want you to be a guy who is rarely complimenting her. The reason why I sometimes say never compliment is because you know, if I want you to throw the ball 50 feet, I'm going to tell you to throw the ball 100 feet, right? Because we're always going to mess up and, and maybe throw out a compliment here and there. But no, you don't want to do it because it's going to be very needy and desperate when you're over complimenting a woman, especially on her beauty all the time. You shouldn't be a guy who's showing her that you know, you're putting her on some sort of pedestal. You want to be a guy who is able to be social with a woman. You want to be able to socialize and be not shy in social events. Okay, you want to be able to do that. You also you want to be good in bed, which sounds like you are. Sounds like that other guy wasn't. And you do want to have good values. So what I'm saying here is the perfect combination is going to be someone who's going to have great values, great in bed, very good at being social, a guy who is not showing needy signals to a woman. That's the guy who's going to win. I think this bad boy, she's going to get over him again. Like she did already once. And then she talked to you about it and now she's back in there because she's addicted to this chase, I'm sure. We don't know the whole story. But she'll end up leaving him again and she'll go with another guy. She'll probably end up falling out of love with him because he's got too many bad boy qualities where he actually sounds like a piece of shit where it's good for now, but she'll get sick of him. And my guess is, ultimately, this girl will be going from guy to guy to guy to guy because she is so easily manipulated by some of these guys who are terrible. Or maybe she's with a guy like you, but then she gets a little bored. So again, what can you do is you got to be the guy who is going to be unpredictable and non-needy. The two traits that I talk about in the Hooked program and also Magnetic, I'll say this. The two unattractive traits are neediness and predictability. So I was just saying here that you want to be non-needy and unpredictable. Okay, Things were getting probably predictable with you two after 18 months. I want you to follow my formula of keeping things unpredictable in relationships. You want to do a weekly check-in, maybe a new bottle of wine every week, or even a new drink of your choice or water or a good coffee. You want to do a monthly outing to a new restaurant every month. You want to do a local trip every quarter. And you want to do some sort of bigger trip or international trip every year. That keeps things fun, interesting, different, and engaging. You want to make sure also that you are not needy by over-complimenting, always telling her how much you love her and care about her. It's just too much. I know that sounds gamey, but it's true. Trip, I I might love her. I might feel like I want to tell her how beautiful she is because that's what I'm thinking and I'm I'm so into her and it's the honeymoon phase and all this stuff. I understand that might be what you're thinking, but that doesn't make it attractive. Do you understand? It doesn't make it attractive when you're just throwing all that towards a woman. It's overwhelming. It's too much. 
And it just sounds very needy and comes across that way. And she doesn't want to think that you are just solely focused on her. She wants to make sure that you have other things going on in your life. I'm not saying other women per se, but I am saying that you need to have a career and hobbies and friends and things that you are also interested other than her. So be careful with that, Giuliano. I know that doesn't really necessarily answer part of your question here, but I'm curious to know if that you know, if that was the case. There was something going on where you seemed a little bit needy and you weren't focusing on other areas of your life. Sounds like you possibly were in that situation because you're retired. So I don't know what else you were doing with your time, but something to think about there. Next question from Steve. Hey, Trip, I've been a big fan of your work for a long time as you have helped improve my dating life tremendously in the last few years. I would like your advice on this young 23-year-old cute girl I work with. I'm currently a single 35-year-old male who lives in a major Midwest city, Chicago, and make good money over six figures at a major bank. This girl is always flirty, super cute, has a great personality. We've been working from home since last March and will not return until summer 2021. She was working from her hometown for most of COVID and did not return to her city until this past October. I decided to ask her out for drinks once she mentioned she was back in town. She said she could be down, but tore a ligament in her knee while she was back home and would be out of commission for a while. She went to visit relatives for Thanksgiving and is currently back home for the holidays. Do I bring up this drink again when she returns to her city, Chicago, or is this a bad idea? Too young and a coworker. I also knew she was cute, but I found her Instagram and she looks incredibly hot in all her photos, which is now making me more attracted to her. P.S. I know you are going to say I have a scarcity mindset and need to meet more women. The truth is, I have been going on a lot of dates the last few weeks and hooking up, so my desire for her has lessened, but the women I have been going out with are not as attractive and fun as her, it seems. Best, call me Steve if you read this in the podcast. Okay, Steve, you kind of answered my question. So... Yeah, it sounds like you know what I'm going to say here. So yeah, I would say you're in the scarcity mindset. I don't think so anymore, it sounds like, because of what you said. You seem to be uh, pretty clear in what I would say here. But I just got to go back to my original roots of an answer about dating coworkers. And you just don't want to do it. You just don't want to do it. As hot as she is, as cool as she is, this can get messy. Okay? It can get messy. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't want any kind of sexual harassment issues. You don't know if you'll ever be in the same place again when you guys are working together. I don't know exactly what it's like for you two with your office set up. It's just not a good idea. So you have to move on. But really, my answer here is more about prevention. I want to prevent you guys from ever getting too into a girl at work. I mean, I guess, you know, it's hard. You see a girl and you're attracted and boom, there you go. What can you do? But you got to be careful here. You start getting too obsessed, trying to ask them on drinks, DMing them or texting them or on your work chat and you're chatting them. You're just digging yourself into a deeper hole, getting yourself more invested with a girl that you shouldn't be with. So... Yes, it does go back to that answer of scarcity mindset. Because even though you're going out there and meeting more women, you see what you're saying here? You're still saying that the women aren't as hot and attractive and as fun as her. 
So maybe that's the truth. Maybe the women you're dating are not like that compared to her. But you're basically reinforcing this idea that no one will be. That's what it sounds like, at least. You're saying that it sounds like no one can really match her. Well, of course someone can match her. If not, do be better than her and more attractive and fun in your eyes. But you just have to keep going out there and dating and forget about her. And look, it's already working. You said your desire for her is lessened. Good. Keep it that way. Go to a no contact rule. Right, Block her from social media. Don't look at her at social media. Only communicate with her when absolutely necessary at work and forget about her. To your eyes or in your eyes, she should be dead. She's dead to you. She's gone. She's only someone who you need to communicate if it's work-related. Other than that, no. Do not bring up a drink again. Also, from reading this, I don't know. It sounds like she could not be interested potentially. But my answer, you move on. We don't date women at work. Hey, Trip. Nice chatting with you on Instagram. And I will not say your Instagram because it sounds like you don't want your name here. Nice chatting with you on Instagram. I appreciate all your help and everything you do as always. By the way, guys, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can also DM me and say hello. I can't really ask long questions, answer long questions there, but you can say hello. My handle is at trip advice. So I'm pretty good at responding to people. Again, sometimes guys DM me with very long questions and I don't have time to answer them. The only time I can answer them is if we're doing coaching together or if I have them here on the podcast. Otherwise, there's just not enough time in the day as much as I want to help as much people as I can, but I can't. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, Trip. Nice chatting with you on Instagram. I appreciate all your help and everything you do as always. A question for the next Q&A podcast. Is it ever okay to ghost or be ghosted after meeting a girl, a date, hookup, coffee, or whatever? If so, when? Personally, I think ghosting is pretty rude regardless of intentions and reflects poorly on the one ghosting. Context. I had a date with a girl and expressed interest in another date and she gave me a maybe. I'm not optimistic she'll follow up on it. I thought about telling her I'd change my mind and would not like a second date. Maybe we'll mutually ghost each other if that's the thing. Ultimately, not too concerned either way. Frustrating, but there's other girls and better matches out there. Just need to keep looking. Thanks. No name, please. So yeah, if she gave you a maybe, just, yeah, you can totally ghost her. Then forget it. It's done. She gave you a maybe. She's not showing any interest. You don't owe her that as well. So it's interesting with ghosting. I'm still trying to kind of figure out some of my opinions on ghosting just in terms of being the one to ghost. You know, I think that if you're chatting with someone on a dating app and it moves to text and you don't end up making plans or whatever, nothing comes of it, I think you can ghost. I don't think it's a big deal. You're not going to be really hurting someone here. I think ghosting becomes a problem when you date a girl, when you've been dating, you've gone on a few dates and then she asks to hang out again and then you're like, Boom, you're ghosted. To me, that's just like, what, you know, what are you scared of? Just say, hey, I, I, just, we don't, I didn't feel a connection. Goodbye. Okay, maybe a little less cold than that. But you say, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't feel a connection. Good luck out there. So yeah, for me, I say, you don't need to put yourself out there to say, hey, I, didn't, I think we don't have a connection. I would like to not see you again. I think it's okay to not respond to a girl ever. 
So you can totally ghost them with the exception of you've been on a few dates with them. Things started to go somewhere. She text messages you and then you can throw out the, you know, hey, just let you know. Don't think we see eye to eye here. Don't have the same connection as maybe you or just say, you know, I don't feel the connection that I hope to or whatever. And then boom, end it there. Otherwise, yeah, I don't think you need to respond to any women. I think you can just leave it and move on and it's not going to be a big deal. The people who complain about ghosting, by the way, whenever you hear like, yeah, I got ghosted. Like when you hear ghost stories and these crazy situations where people get ghosted, you know what? You don't hear about the, can you believe it? We, we didn't even have one date and we were texting and then they just ghosted. You don't hear those stories. People are annoyed of ghosting when it's like intense, when it's like, yeah, we had sex. We were, you know, going, we were going strong. We really liked each other. We went on three dates, four dates, five dates. We were practically boyfriend and girlfriend. And then I never heard from them again. That's when you hear about ghosting, not these little menial, barely, you know, these non-relationships. So don't overthink it too much. You can just move on. Not a big deal here. All right, let's keep going. This is good. I'm really enjoying some of these questions. And these are definitely ones I haven't really tackled before. So this is cool. Hey, Trip, love the podcast. Been binge listening while working night shifts. It shot up to my number one most listened to. Hope this question is detailed enough for the show. My social circle has been growing and I follow slash friend more girls on social media platforms. I'm finding myself being tagged in more and more memes and upcoming events from friend groups and at girls I've gone on dates with. I'm a stoic and quiet guy with little presence online. Normally, I wouldn't pay attention to these besides maybe a like. However, I feel like I'm wasting an opportunity to build rapport or DHV when I don't comment. Should I be using these moments even if they don't fit my personality? Age range 25 to 30 if it matters. Thanks, Kyle from Canada. Good question here. That is a good question. I maybe would have wanted more detail. But here's where it matters. Where it matters is in person. So no, I don't think you need to be commenting, replying, spending all day building up this social circle online. If you're saying your social circle has been growing in person, it's tough to say here what you're saying here, Kyle. You says my social circle has been growing and I follow friend more girls on social media platforms. You are on the younger side, age range 25 to 30. So I'm curious to know if you think that your social circle is a social circle because you're social online. I don't consider that a social circle. A social circle, call me old school, but I would hope we'd all agree here, is one where you're actually meeting people in person. Do you really want to spend your time in your apartment or house or condo all alone on a phone socializing? I'd hope not. And if so, there might be some issues there. I would hope that you'd want to have a social circle where you're talking to people in person, where you're getting together with people in person. And if that's the case, then you don't need to comment or do any kind of rapport building or DHV or anything online. You just don't need to do that. If anything, be an awesome person in person when you're meeting them. And then they'll continue to do that. And once in a while, if you want to comment or say something online, just do it because you want to and you feel in, inclined to. Not because you want to keep up with an online virtual social circle. Let's not 
have social circles virtually. Of course, I know that sometimes because of COVID and whatever is going on, it's a great way to keep in touch with people. But at the end of the day, you want to eventually build something in person. So Kyle, I would try to make sure you focus on that and not try to keep up something virtually. Again, yeah, it might seem like you're missing out, all these people communicating with each other online. But what does it matter if you're not in person? So let them do that all they want. Be the awesome person when you're with them in real life. All right, this was an awesome Q&A. Really appreciate your great questions. And I want to hear more from you. So email me, trip at tripadvice.com and let me hear what you're going through, what your situation is, and I'll answer it here on the podcast. And I get to as many questions as I can. I feel like I'm pretty caught up now. I like to pick the questions very similar to today, not necessarily in the topic, but in the way where you're asking questions specific to you. And that's what I'm here to help with. So if you have a specific situation where you need help, email me, trip at tripadvice.com, put the in the subject line podcast question, and then I can help you out. If you need coaching and want to work with me one-on-one, go to coachedbytrip.com where we can work on all these situations that you're in with meeting more women, with getting more women attracted to you, with meeting women on the street, with meeting women online. I have a whole new online system that has been getting guys tons of dates. I'd be happy to help you here, mentor you through this process so you get fast results. Go to coachedbytrip.com. You'll see some videos of guys who are sharing their experience with coaching, and it's pretty powerful. If you're not ready for coaching, you can always get my Hooked program, which teaches you how to meet and attract women and get them hooked on you and all taught in an 8 to 10 hour online course. Check those out. Thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to hear more questions, more real fun interviews coming up on the podcast. Stay tuned. We are in it, man. Let's go. 